0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's a book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi. That's me. Hello. Today, we're going to be playing Unmatched, designed by Rob Davio of <gasps> Pandemic Legacy Season 1, Pandemic Legacy Season 2, Cthulhu, Death May Die, Pandega- Pandemic Legacy Season 0, Downforce, Hero Escape, Master Set, Risk Legacy, Betrayal Legacy, anything with legacy in the name, and more and more and more. <laughs> Um, And Justin Jacobson of Downforce and Fireball Island. The artist is Oliver Barrett, and it is published in 2019 by Restoration Games. The description is, in battle, there are no equals. Unmatched is a mini-series dueling game featuring featuring fighters of all kinds, from the pages to the screen to the stuff of legends. Each hero has a unique deck of cards that fits their fighting style. You can mix and match fighters from any unmatched set, but remember in the end, there can only be one winner. The mechanics are area movement hand management team based game variable player powers. The box art is uh like a cartoonish style of um kind of like a uh four legend battle of legends volume one uh and it's got like a uh,
1: king Arthur. Yep. Medusa. Medusa with a bow, apparently. Yeah. Uh, you got Alice from Alice in Wonderland with the, uh, the, the Jabberwocky, I think is what's that, the eyes in the background there. Sure. Sure. And then, uh, I'm guessing Sinbad. Yep. It's at the, it's at the bottom of the box. So yes, Sinbad. So you got Sinbad the sailor. So we got a little bit of uh Greek mythology, a little bit of books. Sinbad was what, uh, the and Thousand and One. Yeah, Arabian Nights. Nights. Well, Sinbad was like one of those. St- like, I think the, the Ara- Arabian Nights was like one of the many stories within that whole
0: like. Right. He was like a legendary hero that was, yeah. was across a lot of different things. So,
1: Yeah. And so this is just this is just the one box. Yeah. They've got, I think, a volume two and then some other characters as well. So would you would you pick this up off would the shelf? Would I?
0: Um, probably not. Yeah. Um, it sounds just from the description like it's a little like tactical fighting game. I, I don't know, if it, but um, I mean, I guess we play games like it and they're fun. It kind of makes me think of the recent one, Dice Throne.
1: Yeah, we played um, that one.
0: Which I did. My complaint about that one was that they were just sort of like generic roles instead of actual characters with character. So I, I do yep. like that this is seems like it has more of that. So maybe that'll make it more interesting. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I would pick it up too. I, yeah, I don't know if the the box art jumps at me, jumps out at me, but the idea that I could match because, like, I know one of the characters is Bruce Lee. So the idea of going, <laughs> you, you know, what I want to do, I want King Arthur to fight Bruce Lee today. Or they have the the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park, along with uh, uh, Muldoon. I think was the name of the the hunter guy in the original Jurassic Park movie. Okay. Uh, Uh, So like that's a character set. Uh, I think Deadpool is one Dracula, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like they have a whole bunch of like different ones. So like the idea of like, yeah, just like I'm going to have Medusa fight Dracula.
0: This reminds me of there's a series on like the History
1: Channel that was like
0: we're going to do the science behind what happens if a samurai fights a Viking.
1: Oh yeah. I remember that they had like a one with a uh, gladiators versus somebody. Yeah. I it was that. like all
0: kinds of interesting matchups, but the science was pretty awful. So <laughs> yeah.
1: And they always got like an expert, like this, this person's an expert on gladiatorial fighting and they're going to fight this person who's been training to be a samurai for his whole life. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do I think it's played? Oh um, yeah. I mean, I kind of have some hints. Uh, so we're going to have a, deck of cards that fits the hero uh i assume those will have like special abilities and things i i at first i thought it was like a one-on-one thing but i guess it's a team thing because it says you can mix and match so i guess you're gonna team up like king arthur and medusa <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus alice and uh sinbad or something like that yeah obviously each each character will have its own set of powers and then um um yeah you like move around to board and fight I don't know if there's going to be minis or whatnot, but, um, but yeah, I guess, uh, you know, don't look at your own teammate or you might
1: turn to stone. Yeah. That's what they always say. You just gotta do it through a, through a mirror. It would make football much more interesting. Yeah, it would. Uh, so the history of, um, epic duels of Medusa, of Medusa fighting King Arthur.
0: Uh, yeah. So I just saw the, 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 it's based on basically. Well, I didn't realize that Jurassic Park. I thought it was just like legendary heroes. That well, I mean, it does say
1: up. of of legend of books of film. Uh, I, but I didn't realize I would, that at first. But yeah.
0: Um, so I, I was just looking at, uh, at legends and myths, which have been central to humans for as long as civilization. And I went to the first known piece of literature, which was the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is about a legend. So hmm. it's it's a legend based on a real king. Written around 2100 BCE. Uh, the real Gilgamesh was believed to have ruled Uruk in modern Iraq. Um, but in classic human fashion, that's very boring. And so we had to, of course, turn him into a super, superhuman Marvel style. Naturally. naturally. Um, so in the stories of Gilgamesh, uh, he, and I guess in time of also ruling a kingdom, which to me sounds like a very busy job uh he was uh the son of a god his mother was god so it gave him superpowers so like super strength courage and long life uh he had a sidekick that was raised by beasts um so you know jungle book style yeah. and he also uh did some searching for the secrets of immortality
1: who hasn't these days, yeah. you know? And I
0: mean, there's like tons and of other stories about like all of his great feats and things. But those are just some of the kind of the ones that jumped out because they're pretty much like the same themes that we see in so many other, even like modern storytelling, like, you know, Search for Immortality and Jungle Book and, you know, and then, of course...
1: I was going to ask if the, he had to do great feats like Hercules did to atone for his, was he killed his wife and his kid unknowingly and yeah. then got told that he did.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he, because he was kind of the king, so I think they it was more in the style of he could do what he wanted oh, rather okay. than that. But um, he, he definitely well, it had like, to be the king. Yeah, it, definitely. Especially when, yeah, people are writing the stories trying to get on your good side. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure they were written well after his time, but um. Yeah, it's like and then you see the same legends like pop up all over, like throughout history and different cultures. And you kind of see like the same kind of human traits of immortality and dreaming about superpowers and, you know, all that stuff just seems to to keep popping up. Um, So I guess the moral is that we never really learned the lessons of these things and we still just want them. Um, Also, Marvel is a knockoff of uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh. So I'll just I'll just say it. (laughs)
1: And <laughs> well, yeah, we just lost our one Marvel fanboy listener. Well, I think it was interesting. You brought up like, you know, we, we have a lot of the similar stories throughout history, but, you know, I think myths and legends did it where, you know, every kind of culture has some sort of animal or some or a God or something that's like mischievous. Yep. You know, he pointed out like Japan is the kitsune with, you know, a little fox. But then in Africa, it's usually like a turtle. That's the mischievous one. I just it's super interesting. Uh, Okay, so uh, do you want to know how to play? Uh, I thought we'd just play. Okay, uh, I'll do the rules first and then we can just play. Uh, Okay, so each player is going to choose their fighter along with the corresponding deck and health dials. The main fighter is your hero and the other fighters are their associated sidekicks, if they have any. Not all the heroes do. The youngest player then places their hero in the one space and the other player in the two space. The sidekicks are placed in a space of the same zone. The younger player goes first. So, Eric, congratulations by, what, a month and a half or something like that? Sucker. (laughs) Uh, The game ends when a player's hero is defeated, meaning their health is reduced to zero. Uh, If a player's deck is depleted, they will take two damage every time they must draw cards, and they can't. Uh, The battlefield is made up of spaces where the fighters and their sidekicks can move. Only one hero or sidekick can occupy it occupy a space the connecting lines show adjacency for determining attacks uh, targets of attack and other card effects and the color of the space shows which zone it is part of for ranged attacks and other card effects some spaces may have multiple colors and they are then a part of more than one zone uh, so they we treat it as like a line of sight type thing so if we're in the same colored space we can do ranged attacks against each other uh, on a player's turn, they must take two actions out of a choice of three, uh, and you can take the same action basically doing it twice. So the actions are maneuver, scheme, and attack. So for maneuver, you have to draw a card, and then you you may move your fighter. Each of the fighters um, can move up to their number of spaces indicated on your player card, and they may move through spaces occupied by friendly fighters, but may not uh, move through opposing fighters. Uh, and either way you can't end up in an occupied space and then you may discard a card and add its boost value which is one of the numbers on the card to your movement value uh, so that's maneuver for scheme you're going to take a scheme card from your hand or they're going to have a lightning bolt in the top left corner and play it to the table face up declare which fighter is using the scheme uh, and they are the active fighter and resolve the effect so some of the cards in your deck so like say you have sinbad i don't know who his, whose sidekick is but if the card doesn't say Sinbad on it, then Sinbad can't use it, and it's probably for a sidekick and vice versa. If the card only says Sinbad, then only Sinbad can use that scheme. Uh, so there are cards that only sidekicks can use, and then some cards only heroes can use, and then some cards everybody can use on your side. Uh, So that's scheme. And then attack is you declare a target. Any fighter may target a fighter that is adjacent no matter what zone for melee attacks. And for ranged attacks, they can attack another fighter in any zone that is adjacent or any space in the same zone. The attacker must choose an attack card with either an explosion or a half explosion, half shield icon and play it face down. The defender may do the same choosing a defense card, which either has a shield or the half explosion, half shield icon. And the cards are revealed at the same time and then resolve the combat, which we're going to cards will have keywords and the keywords are immediately during combat and after combat for when the effects resolve. And if there is ever a tie, the defender resolves first. So then we will. Uh, resolve immediate effects then we'll resolve during combat effects and then the damage is going to be the attack value minus the defense value and then we'll resolve any after combat effects and then resolve any other hero special abilities and then discard all cards used the attacker wins the combat if they cause at least one damage and the defender wins if they took no damage from the attack itself not if they took a damage from effects and then We'll just alternate turns until one hero has been defeated, in which case the game ends immediately. And if we were playing a team game, then all heroes on the same team must be defeated. And those are all of the rules. uh, Mortal Kombat! There you go. (laughs)
0: We just finished a game of Unmatched. To recap, uh, we were fighting in Medusa's home. I playing Alice squared off against Kiwi playing Bigfoot. Uh, After the Jabberwocky and Alice took down the Jackalope, Bigfoot was upset and walloped Alice over the head with a giant log. So the Bigfoot was the winner. But it was pretty close. Yeah. Probably came down to one move. Probably could have won that, but didn't.
1: Yeah, I think my my goal was just to to get in Alice's face and and just wallop her with a giant stick. Yeah. Uh, and just sort of ignore the ignore the sidekick cuz the goal was to kill the the hero. So I just sort of left the Jabberwocky alone.
0: Yeah, I it was hard to judge like how long the game would go. So yeah. I thought maybe like taking out the sidekick early would would kind of but it ended immediately after
1: so uh, yeah, and i and i wonder too like maybe you know maybe taking the sidekicks down might be a smart play for like other heroes and then yeah i i think it, it really depends on like who you're playing against and like what kind of sidekicks they have yeah
0: and like alice was interesting because she can go from big attack mode small defense mode so just trying to like bounce between those but
1: I like, I like the, you know, we only looked at the two special abilities. Maybe we'll go through and look at some of the other ones, but like, you know, the fact that the, the, the special abilities kind of really played into like, you know, the big and small thing for Alice. So eating, what was it when she ate the cake, she got small. And then when she drank the drink, she got big, or it might be the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then Bigfoot's was if Bigfoot is all alone in his own zone, he gets to draw cards, which is like, you know, you don't Bigfoot doesn't want to be seen. So it makes sense that he's not in the same space as somebody else. Okay, once so just the, get the hell out. Yeah. So just the idea of it is kind of it, it's super cool. And I'd like to see some of the the other ones. So I I felt like thematically like.
0: Yeah, definitely. In terms of theme, because we can talk about that. Um like compared to Dice Throne, like I definitely felt the characters had like a, a feel to them, and like yes. a, yeah, and like I knew like Bigfoot was just gonna come clomp me, so I was trying to like you know hit and run and get out of his space and use my jabber walk as like a like a defensive thing, but
1: yeah, which you know. which I felt like you had cards like you had a couple of cards that were like move Alice get big or like do this get small, like you had cards that kind of played into that same thing with, like the the jackalope. You know, the Jackalope had cards where it was, like, able to move super fast and, like, I, I guess headbutt at the end of it because he did two damage.
0: Yeah, and then it really came down to one move I didn't quite get out of the way and, and boop, he bopped me and that was it. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely kind of felt like, you know, that sort of different play styles. Um, what about other, other thematic? Um, I mean...
1: I I think the theme comes out in like how they've built the decks and how each of the characters fights would be my guess where the theme comes out.
0: Yeah, which again, compared to like Dice Throne, it definitely felt like more of a theme just because of that piece. Otherwise, it would just be another card fighting game. Yeah, yeah. What about the uh, table presence?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about this one because like the maps are not like you know the because of the way the zones and the spaces play out, they take up a good portion of the map. Um, I feel like maybe if there was more picture on the board, maybe... You'd be drawn to it a little bit, and there there is some art on the cards, and there is some miniatures. I feel like if I saw you know I might stop if I saw like this giant you know bigfoot yeti looking thing fighting against like tiny little Alice like that might make me pause. but I don't think there's anything really that like draws you to the table that's like flashy or anything like that
0: yeah the the board it's the board is really pretty bland um and I think that would be your thing that could be jumping out yeah um the art on the cards i do like like the alice ones look very like cool like you know psychedelic colors and stuff and yours look very like you know up in the canadian woods just very like earthy tones and things like you know yeah
1: i mean this larger than life thing it kind of looks like you know that famous bigfoot picture like yeah you, you don't make out a whole lot of detail so yeah i mean the But if you were just like walking by, you would—it'd be hard to see those cards.
0: Yeah, it's nice, but I don't think this would catch my eye if I were walking by. Just be like, oh, look, another minis combat game. Yeah, keep watching. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mechanics, how did you feel this played out as combat game?
1: Yeah, um, I mean it's. so Dice Throne, what we had, we obviously we had dice. And so there wasn't really a whole lot of card play. I like the idea of the card play kind of changing it up a little bit. No, there, were, were, there were
0: there were cards in that. There were no minis and figures. You yeah. had cards and dice.
1: So I like the idea that, uh, you know, the miniatures kind of give that dual feel more than I felt in Dice Throne, where we were just like throwing dice at each other. Um, this one, at least like, there's some element of how do I want to maneuver, especially because we played two characters that were melee based. I feel like if, you know, if one of us was a ranged base, this fight would have gone very differently and it would have been interesting to see, you know, how a melee character matches up against a, um, arranged character in a game like this. Yeah. Um, well,
0: even like just playing two melee, we had different styles of it. And so, and I think the key here is like the sidekick. Like they think that really plays a big role in, you know blocking things and maneuvering and stuff and then of course there's different boards with different layouts and things so
1: yeah and and i think there were a couple rounds where we both did attacks and we neither one of us had the ability to defend it, but I never felt like that was lopsided. I, I felt like we both had the same number of turns where we weren't able to defend stuff because we just didn't have oh, cards. Yep. So I definitely. didn't feel disadvantaged. But you know, there is there's definitely a luck of the draw bit here, and I would we would have to go through the decks and look at like you know what is the you know, what is the distribution of attack to defense cards? What's the distribution between hero and sidekick? Yeah. Um, and it's definitely
0: it, hand management is like a, a, a very cl- strict hand management <laughs> yes. game. Like, cause I, I made the choice. I thought I'm going to try to finish off this jackalope and I knew I was not going to have a defense card and that, you know, that was enough to cost me. So, you know, probably as you play this more, you'd get a better feel <clears> for like, you know, Keep trying to keep a few cards in, so you always have a defense.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, the hand management piece is definitely the big. I, I think the maneuver, you, you, your your choices and actions, because there's not a lot of actions, but you only get two choices. You can double up, so you're able to maneuver around. So you could like run around the board a little bit and collect cards for a second, and then like jump back into the fight. Um but yeah, I th- I thought they were interesting, and and I felt like they they played out well. There was no like weird mechanic that was like, why is this in this game? I felt like all the mechanics kind of worked together, um, and and I felt like it was pretty intuitive as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's nothing super fancy, but um, it works works out pretty well. Yeah. Um, the rules, um, in terms of learning it, I mean, it was pretty. Once uh, it's a card game, so there's going to be some reading to understand what's going on. But once you kind of understand the basic actions, it's like okay, I, I move and I, you know, I turn big and small as Alice and I hit and I defend. So, you know, pretty pretty easy to pick up. I think um, uh, all the wording on the cards that I did have to read was pretty straightforward. I don't think I had any questions about anything.
1: No, and and I. I had the rulebook open when we went through the first combat. But after we went through that combat, I didn't need to go back to the rulebook. We just walked through that first one. So the rulebook is super small, which I think is impressive with the number of characters. I mean, this mod from Restoration Games has two of the... excuse me it has two of the box sets so we have eight characters to choose from but they have way more than that so i feel like their rule set kind of has to be simple and i'm sure there's like little bits and pieces like okay now you have bruce lee and this is something different than he can do that you don't see in the other boxes and so we'll have a little little sheet that explains kind of you know bruce lee's thing that he brings to it but i i feel like they've made it you know relatively simple enough that they can you know all they really need to do is make some thematic you know bits and pieces to each of the characters and they could you know expand this exponentially
0: yeah so i yeah the only thing i would say on the rules is like like you said there's a lot of characters so some of them might be trickier um but at least the ones we played didn't didn't feel too too difficult so yep player interaction i mean yeah it's a two-player <laughs> yeah. combat game so it's very interactive Um yeah we have we have to but- interact but beyond that, like I think it's interesting to try to think. Okay, what kind of cards could he have? I, I imagine if he played it more, you know, playing different characters and learning different characters and different actions and stuff, yeah, um, would be interesting. Can you remind me what the team-based version of this was?
1: So the team base is supposed to let you. Um, so if you and Kate and me and BP all mm-hmm. wanted to play, we could play as a team. Um, so you would. So you know whatever character my teammate had that that would be a friendly hero to me and then we would just fight each other and the goal would be you have to knock out both heroes on the other team and we would still have our sidekicks right
0: yep yeah i think that'd be probably the more fun version just to have a little bit more chaos and you know stuff going on and team combos and things like that but um i think that would be a really fun amount of interaction because then you'd have that cooperative piece as well as yep like the direct confrontation. Plus
1: the board would be a lot busier too, depending on like your character. So, yeah. So I think that'd be fun.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, would you play it again?
1: Yeah, I I would definitely play it again. Um, spoiler alert. I actually have it (laughs) coming. One of the boxes coming in the mail. So I I like the idea, like I said at the beginning, I like the idea that I can just match up anybody to anybody and they've built a game that I feel like can do it. Like the Brothers Murph, uh, have a Kickstarter going right now to like fund their, you know, they're basically doing their fundraiser to continue doing their content through the year. And one of their, one of their stretch goals is they are creating the Brothers Murph for (laughs) unmatched. So you can get a Brothers Murph, uh, uh, hero. And it's basically the two brothers. They've created cards with like a different attacks and abilities and stuff. And if you take out and you have to take out both of them to defeat them, so they don't have a sidekick. It's the two brothers together. But if you defeat one, the other becomes weaker. And so they've spent the last couple of months, like, uh, play testing this, <laughs> like playing against each other and playing the <laughs> brothers. So like the idea that I could sit down and be like, you know what I want? I, I want this character, and I could sit down and like create it. And there's just a lot of choices. So, like, I'll, I'll just run yeah. through. So, they have Deadpool. Uh, they have a box set for Buffy the Vampire Slayer with four of the characters from that. They've got Jurassic Park with Velociraptors. And I was close. I think I said uh, Murdoch, it's uh, Muldoon. They've got Bruce Lee, uh, and then the Robin Hood versus Bigfoot uh, volume one, which we went through. Uh, Cobble and Fog, which we went through with Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Jekyll, uh, and uh, Invisible. Uh, Little Red Riding Hood and Beowulf. So that one's kind of cool. Then they have, uh, these ones are coming soon. So they have Hell's Kitchen and Redemption Row, which is both Marvel. So it's Daredevil, Elektra, Bullseye, Luke Cage, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight. So those would be some more choices. They also have... Uh, You could be uh, Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Uh, I don't know whose sidekick is, but it's just a single character. They've got uh, Mrs. Marvel, Squirrel Girl, and Cloak and Dagger from Marvel. So it looks like they had a big Marvel thing. They also have Black Widow, Black Panther, and Winter Soldier that you could add in. Um, Volume 2 has uh, Sun Wukong, uh, Yanaga, Achilles, and Bloody Mary. So there's some more choices. So just like... Oh, and they're also going to have a T Rex and Dr. Sattler. That one comes out later this year. Um, so yeah, I wonder how this compares
0: to that uh, Funko Pop game because it was kind of a similar idea, right? Like all kinds of different characters, and then it was they fight each other.
1: Yeah, and I think that one uh, is dice based though because I, I remember watching somebody played where they it was like. Um, It was like Batman versus the 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 uh, the Golden Girls, (laughs) so it was so and like you know I would enjoy playing that too because like that idea is just funny to me. Yeah, I I would definitely like. I think probably that has a higher overhead
0: because you have to buy the Funko things, right?
1: Yeah, and I think I read somewhere that like those Funko that go to the game are actually smaller than normal Funko.
0: I imagine compared to this, which is just you know. But yeah,
1: I think that idea is similar. And like these miniatures look awesome. Like the the Alice with the with the Vorpal Blade just looks cool. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry for so long. Yeah, I (laughs) I know.
0: Yeah. We're we're back to you. Would you play it again? Uh, I'm a surprised. Yes. Usually, you know, these kind of like little one on one mini games don't really appeal to me that much. Um, But what I liked about it is that it's super lightweight, like compared to Dice Throne, which. Like, I think mechanically Dice Throne was better. Uh, It had some really interesting stuff and more complexities and things to it. But, like, I just didn't want to learn it all, like, you know, to play it again and actually, like, be able to do it. I feel like this is, like, you just pick it up and go. And it's not super competitive, but there's at least a little bit of strategy thought involved. So, um, I played quick, like, 10 minutes or whatever, 15. So... Um, Yeah, I mean, I think this would be a fun game. I think my only issue with it, uh, beyond that, I wish I had better board art, but uh, yeah, uh, is that this would be like kind of a a really good game for like, hey, traveling at the airport, pull out and play a quick little, you know, combat game, which probably doesn't fit with the board and the minis and all that stuff. So I think that might be my only issue is that I think the ideal place that I would play it is probably not really what it's designed to do.
1: So looking at the pictures. I don't think the board is very big and the boards are double sided. So, so I mean, you would yeah, at least, could you would at least have two maps. It, it could work. Um, but probably I'm not actually,
0: as easy as like a pull out of deck, you know, cards and. and play Yeah, and, uh,
1: I mean, I've pl- I've played Mintworks on like one of those little tiny tables at the airport. So I, I, I don't think it's going to be that small, but I feel like, you know, you could take this. You could take a hiking, you know, you yeah. take a hiking trip and you just have it play in the tent or something.
0: Yeah. So I, I think that would be my only like drawback of it. But yeah, otherwise it could be really if it's sitting around it's like, yeah, it's a fun, quick game to play while you're like waiting for especially like, oh, hey, you know, people are, you know, doing other things, waiting to play a bigger game. Let's just we got two people available. Let's play this real quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think your idea of like the four person, I, I think that would be fun, too.
0: I, I think it would be fun. Yeah. All right, uh, that is Unmatched.
1: So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at turntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at First And the podcasting camel says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. I don't, I don't like putting the camel into, into bad situations like BP does.
0: Sneak attack. Hit and run. Jab- Jabberwock, you're about to get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then uh, I am going to smack Alice in her dumb little head. Fast as fast can be, you never catch me.